Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse, and for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. We've got science to celebrate! Demons list now! Off your butt, baby! Come on! There's rebellion in the wind. It will be crushed. Everything I've said is true, it's real. Dinosaur fossils? I'll have to put those here to test our faith. That damn lie! I, I saw them on my own eye! Did I accuse just drop sharply while I was away? We did it illusions, man! None of it is true! I'm not insane! This is mass madness, you maniac! In God's name, you people are the real thing! We are the illusion! All right, welcome back to the Deep Share. I'm here with Michael from Beyond Top Secret Texan. What's going on, Michael? How's it going? Oh, man, it's going great. Thank you for having me on. Um, you know, I'm deeply humbled and appreciative of it. Very honored to be on your show. Um, yeah, I'm Beyond Top Secret Texan. Uh, you can catch me on my channels. I have Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok. I got uh, Rumble starting up. Uh, library is a really big favorite of mine. I say I'm on like yeah. so many different platforms because I'm trying to save the information and get it out there. But the most popular ones are the YouTube, the uh, Instagram, uh, the TikTok, and you know, the podcast. The podcast is available on Spotify. I'm trying to get out as many distributors as possible from iHeartRadio uh, to Anchor to Apple Podcast, uh, whatever your preferred podcast choices. That's where my efforts are really, you know, uh, focused on currently. I delve into topics of conspiracies, the paranormal, military um, specific or, or centered topics like espionage, secret space programs, um, you know, uh, secret wars, covert operations, things like that of government entities, um, extraterrestrial earth alliances, the, the blue sphere alliance. The uh, Ashtar High Command uh, 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 evolution of mankind and our place in it, even though our place may be, uh, you know, hidden and obscured by all this top secret classified, uh, you know, conspiracy basically around it. You know, the, the conspiracy of silence, that this effort on these gatekeepers' part, these secret societies' part to control our society, to control our reality, control our perception, to put us under mass hypnosis, to keep us basically asleep and in a infancy of society because of powers that are even above any man or our powers and principalities. It's very biblical in a way, and it's all uh, from the occult to the esoteric, to the exoteric. Uh, you know, it... it I'm trying to and uh, make it as easy as possible to, to access this information. So I'm trying to put it out there as many ways as possible. But cool. however you search it, wherever you choose to search, check out the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Sweet um, man. 
so fancy. You're gonna have to be. I gonna have to do a little Google food to get it to it. But yeah. definitely, um, if follow the Instagram, all my links are posted on the link tree, um, etc. And it's and what I have there, you know, under the description of this video, um, etc. When I simulcast it, will be um, just a fraction of the many different channels that I have, which is like directories, the Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, you know, Free Radio Republic podcast addict uh you know i'm saying like it, it goes into like 15 to 20 different directories so far that i've confirmed cool and, and every time i can i try to put one up there you know i, I try to I, rss so it's a lot easier than it sounds yeah but, hear um, you, man. we got to push our shit everywhere as far and wide as we yeah. can right so well, i mean the iheart radio is extremely mainstream i'm saying like i got spotify our iheart radio apple podcast bottle spot uh uh Spot, uh, I said Spotify, Google Podcast, uh, Anchor, um, you know, exactly. Like, I'm, I'm trying, hell yeah, man. And most, like, most of that content's for free, and, yeah, and like, most of this effort is put up there for free. About 90, 95% of my work is absolutely for free. But if you guys, uh, would care to, you know, support me or support independent journalism or, or citizen run journalism, like myself, citizen run content, then, uh, you know, you check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash beyond top secret text. And I greatly appreciate anything that you guys would contribute. But starting at a dollar, you guys get instant uh, access to direct messaging, exclusive content links, the telegram, etc. Which is all, uh, you know, I think is absolutely worth the one dollar a month, um, you know, ticket cost for the show, basically. <laughs> cool, man. Well, yeah, I mean, you've done a lot of research, obviously. I mean, we've been talking a lot off air. And uh, tonight we wanted to focus, we decided to do like kind of a deep dive on some of the characters that we are familiar with and bounce around in our heads in the UFO community and stuff like that over the past, what, 70 years or so of figures popping in and out of existence, nepotism. The UFO movement, the UFO community research, everything, you know, obviously to the very first days of mankind when people would look up at the night sky and see the stars moving around and, and whirling about in these patterns and their first contact with the star people. But um, the modern UFO, the industrial man's UFO investigative efforts began in the 18, what, 1860s with the airship sightings. Oh, yeah. Okay, this, yeah. We're talking about a, a, an official... A UFO community that extends into the uh, over a hundred years, 120 years to 130, 140 years, conservatively, putting it into the realm of a legitimate science. It's as old as paleontology. It's as old as you know um, linguistics. It's as old as psychology. Yeah. It's as old, I think it's old as sociology. It's as old as all these ologies, these other doctrines and academic professions. But it's you're right. If for some reason it's always considered very new, like every year some new person comes out with disclosure, right? Their own new disclosure or their own new take on it or this or that. And it's you don't want to discredit experiencers, you know. And I know that the UFO, UFO community is like it's filled with every kind of person, literally every kind of person I've witnessed in the UFO community <laughs> and interacted with, you know what I mean? So it's hard, yep. but like some of these characters that I'm talking about, 
and you and you're you're going to talk about like we're both going to talk about are these people that seem to not it's not that they're necessarily making shitloads of money or anything or at least they weren't but we're just talking about all the familiar faces in the community over the decades and oh it's absolutely okay to pinpoint the fact that a lot of the profit follow the money as oliver stone or oliver um silverstein actually as i should be saying or what was his real name something Something along those lines uh, oh, don't! I have a bone to pick with Oliver Stone, which is actually <laughs> kind of why we're going to be talking about these members. More to give the of us. You're right. Who becomes successful? Who becomes so successful that they're on uh, mainstream TV, like the History Channel? Yeah, who's pushed at us? Traffic. You know what I mean? Who's yeah. pushed uh, towards us? You know, right? Who's right? Who's signing their checks? We know money rules this world. We know big money talks. It's it's that's what I'm saying. Like we're not naive. We're investigative journalists, as in the tradition of muckrakers and the people who mobbusters, uh, you know, uh, tycoon uh, hunters and things like that. Real, uh, you know, men of the world. We know that after what let's just say 70 years since the 1950s, the UFO community has been completely controlled by the government, by these uh, alphabet agencies, by the COINTELPRO, specifically CIA. And uh, the people in the forefront have always been CIA agents. Not everyone involved with it, and surely not everyone experiencing it, but the oddity of people being allowed access to mainstream media, mainstream audiences, has always been a very carefully selected not elected process and it is entirely in the hands of non-organic systems it's not popularity or knowledge or expertise or personal experience it's because they work for other people and they do the job that they've been told to do um richard Doty. yeah we were talking mm, about him yeah early. my favorite my favorite guy star. in the world well, I also like Bob Lazar. That's a good place to start, as well yes. as Jeremy Corbell, uh, 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 Alizondo, Lou Alizondo is a good one, um, as is Tom DeLonge. Any one of those would be a great starter. But, you know, like I said, it's a spectrum and there's a uh, tiered list, like an iceberg, where the mainstream uh, has the easiest, like the most elite. So it's the fewest kind of to choose from, Mm. but each one is like, you know, the juiciest target. Well, yeah. And to us, that tends to be a red flag and it goes, okay, well, you know, what is a guy like Lou Elizondo really saying? You know, what is a guy like Lou Elizondo really doing? Or is he completely genuine, but above him is the deception, you know, is he being duped? I, where does the where's the line drawn you know what i mean i i don't have a good um you know key for that map i'm not sure where that line is you know but a lot of it is just watching and trusting your gut and trusting your instincts but also using your personal experience in other ways um i mean uh, your personal experience is acquired in other fields a good place to kind of get some cross experience just for general uh, paranormal investigative or conspiracy investigate is true crime. True crime. Don't look for conspiracy theories. Like spend a couple of months just like hitting the true crime books 
because these are these are real human beings who've decided to commit crimes, decide to work with ulterior motives, decide to lie or to attach themselves to organizations, etc. And if you start breaking down the behaviors of liars, of uh, thieves, of con men, of killers, of people without conscience, like if you can start breaking down the kind of sociopath and interviews and stuff like that, yeah. you can start kind of realizing where a lot of this uh, crossover, you know, uh, applies, and a lot of it is the the COINTEL pro agent. Um, uh, they're they're like narcs. They're like an undercover cop. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is exactly their mo. So if you start studying true crime in that way, vice cops, things like that, like start studying undercover cops, people like they tell their stories, like uh, Johnny Brasco when he infiltrated the mafia and things like that. And it's not conspiracy theory. This is real FBI approved, like you know, media. And they're telling you how they mimic, they infiltrate, they assume identities. They marry into, they uh, cooperate with, they they participate in these crimes because they're funded and thus they have a greater ability to compete in organized crime or in any situation. Like uh, instead of a guy trying, you know, also to pay his bills, they have government taxpayer money bankrolling drugs. They have it bankrolling shit like that. Same thing with like uh, these UFO people. And their infrastructure, where are they getting their suits tailored? Right. How are they getting uh, coached to appear to the media, their public speaking, their uh, personal, you know, like, like, isn't it weird that they all have, like, you know, the ability to travel and, and they're all receiving a lot of money for today's standards for very little work. And this goes to everyone. No, shit. I lost your sound. I can't hear you, man. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can't hear you, man. Oh, there you are. All right, I got you back. You <laughs> you vanished for a second. We were probably getting electronically harassed, and we were probably getting electronically harassed throughout the segment. Oh. Uh, forward warning. Um, no, they, they hit us hard once when it was Jen Zed um, interviewing me. And, man, like, it went, it would go out and out and out. And even the power went out in his area. No the shit. Entire, yeah, exactly. Oh, that wait, was, yeah, uh, I think Camden told me about that. That's wild, yep. man. And so, yep. yeah, we just went like completely dead audio wise for a good 15. Oh, man, it's like a coast to coast moment. How about that? <laughs> exactly. That That's something like uh, with like Area 51 caller. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Oh, look, we're now mimicking the past. We're doing exactly what they do. <laughs> we're just well, repeating it. <laughs> we're le- OK, that's a weird way. to. OK, so the coast to coast people were the same fractal. thing. <laughs> How did Art Bell become so widely distributed coast to coast literally was broadcast coast to coast i think it was like 600 different radio stations mm. almost immediately right like over sensation it wasn't unpopular everyone in america knew what coast to coast am was yeah and it was real people blue collar workers truckers Late night workers, I say real human, like hundreds of millions of real human beings 
at one point or another in this last 30 years has listened to a coast to coast radio show. Right. This is wild, and man. They would only allow that or it would only be capable. And it wasn't the only one, you know, at the time trying to broadcast its message, you know, but it was always promoted by these major radio people because of their connections, let's just say, into uh, both secret societies and into the government. Yeah. Art Bell, uh, the Freemason. Yeah. Well, and then Daniel Sheehan was uh, the Jesuit lawyer. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he was like involved with coast to coast uh, in a legal matter, in a legal way. And so it's all, yep. it's connected right through there. You know what I mean? And we yep. see Daniel Sheehan popping up big time now and like siding uh, against Greer all over the internet. And it's like, we're just watching a soap opera. That's, that's yeah. what my opinion is. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And it becomes this thing like where you're, okay, so the, like I said, it's a small community. It becomes, a, it becomes big fish in a small pond mm. where Dr. Stephen Greer has been saying basically the same thing for 20 plus years. I think he started in the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And early nineties or so. 93, 94. 90s, same, same thing. And he's, he's, okay, so he co-opted Stephen Greer co-opted and said he invented a meditative system, which he renamed CE five, which was close encounters of the fifth kind. Right. So he this gimmick was immediately aimed at people wanting and desiring to make contact with extraterrestrials, mm. right? It's entirely a market. It's entirely a brand. It's entirely, you know, direct focused and advertised to a certain group of people who have not experienced extraterrestrial contact, but desire to do so. Right. So they have to listen to him as he proclaims himself to be the only the gatekeeper Right. To all extraterrestrial contact. And within 20 years, he's done a great job at promoting himself and his own uh, ego and everything. But his evidence has been fairly disappointing uh, for someone who has these acclaimed abilities to be able to call UFOs upon, you know, desire. And exactly the, the, we all know you need to survive in a world where all capitalists, you, you, should get rewarded for the work you do but he was charging 75 dollars to uh stream a video which he said had proof of the roswell alien crashed bodies and this picture <laughs> is one of the worst fakes oh, like the, the race and tilly roswell better quality Right. And you didn't have to pay seventy five dollars in two, the year twenty twenty to get it. <laughs> well, um, yeah. And then he had his little, his tiny person documentary, serious. Like, yo, by the end of this documentary, we're gonna tell you where what star system this little guy comes from. And then at the end, it's like we 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 don't we don't really know. Uh, we think it's some the, weird human abnormality. Goodbye. The Atacama <laughs> Mummy too is a weird story because that documentary was made kind of to sink the ship of Lloyd Pye, who at the time was also creating his Star Child documentary. Oh, or at least yeah. It's a superior and more um, convincing piece of evidence. Holy shit. And, there's and, the mimicry and, again. 
<laughs> you're right. No, I'm saying the, you're in a big reason why these mainstream players exist is to distract and to take credit for work that is not ultimately theirs, but destroys the attention and reputation and momentum of independent uh, researchers and scholars who would otherwise be able to attain grassroots importance mm-hmm. because they the whole reason for these people to control the spin is because they know it's inevitable for information to get out. Humans have a gestalt psychic ability where if one learns one thing, we all kind of start figuring it out. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it very much is monkey see like they ever did this. And they give one group of kids a test and then another group of kids that same test later that day, that second group does incredibly uh, well. Like they, it's just all psychic field. If you, if one person learns a secret, people start seeing it in their dreams. People start channeling it. They'll start getting the impressions of it. It'll start becoming, uh, whether or not it's understood, public knowledge. Right. Yeah. My my the my wife and I were just talking about this about how that idea that once once you have an epiphany about something, it's like it goes to the cloud. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the collective consciousness can kind of like, yep. you, you can just pick and, it. And it's, it's absolutely a matter of fact that the quote unquote uh, opposition, the enemy, the, the Cointel Pro, the CIA and these alphabet agencies, which is it's kind of binary and, and it's wrong to really call them the enemy. They're the, the gatekeeper. They're the people who are keeping the zookeepers. They're the ones keeping us in our zoo pens. Mm. And it's not necessarily they're the enemy. But if we did step out of our zoo pens, there would be trouble. It would, it would kind of, I mean, we're kind of stuck in the zoo at this point. Like, the, I'm saying, like, it, there's this thing, like, the zookeeper is not the enemy of the gorilla. He's feeding the gorilla. But yes, the gorilla is in an artificial environment that is absolutely detached, divorced from nature and is, it's, you know, he's kidnapped, basically. The gorilla the knows about that, though. And the gorilla, there's no, uh, there's no illusion between the zookeeper and the gorilla. You know what I mean? We're the dumber animals. <laughs> Fair enough. But that's the problem. The zookeeper is typically feeding them real food, yeah. right? And unfortunately, oh. our zookeepers are to the ones that know we're in a zoo of some sort, to use that metaphor, they are just straight up mocking us. The ones that oh, yeah. know it's all mimicry for the people sleeping and mockery right at the people that know about what's going on. <laughs> These uh, the, the mockers, the, the 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 jesters, as it were called, the tricksters. Uh, yeah, the, the, this kind of uh, it's demoralization effort because mm. they make it so frustrating and they make it so um, um, like uh, disappointing. Ultimately, like uh, the whole disclosure movement that was coming out with like the Navy footage. First of all, if you're trusting the government after the government's been keeping this top secret from you. For the last, you know, since yeah. the history of mankind, you don't understand that. It's like you don't understand the game you're playing. And, and it, this it's should have revealed so much to everyone that was barely interested in UFOs. They should have been but like, "Whoa, quality, wait a minute, what?" <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. The quality of the video was not of any greater quality than amateurs have been capturing for the last, you know, 40, no. 50 years. It's just Nor the ones they it, went uh, with. Nor was it the definitive smoking gun like they had made it out to be they were like we're going to disclose ufos brothers we're on your side we woke up now we're going to tell you the truth they didn't tell us shit 
And it's the entire Project Blue Book thing is that, oh, man, we're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to figure it out. You're right. There are UFOs. There's something flying in the sky. And at the end of it, they're like, no, you guys are wrong. Um, these are just high-tech drones. And you want us to think that this is for our goodwill. Like, no, man, we want to tell you that they want to secure funding in the 21st century for a Cold War. The, the whole game of these disclosure people is to ultimately give more authority and power to the government. Even Stephen Greer, even um, uh, Tom DeLong, um, you know, it's like Jeremy Corbell, Louis Alno, even if they say that they're against the government keeping the secret, ultimately they're giving all their evidence, all the secure, all the uh, progress that they so-called make mm -hmm. straight to the government, pipelining the information. And Dr. Stephen Greer even said, uh, if you can even call him like uh, a doctor anymore, because he was a doctor of medicine and he no longer practices medicine. Right. What is that called? So is he's former he's doctor? doctor. Let's just yeah. start calling him former doctor. Exactly. He's not an MD anymore. It's like it, it's a weird, he's a like uh, power play. And um, but a, he tells he trip. apparently debriefs the CIA yeah. about UFOs. Like apparently he has that level of contact where he's talking to like former CIA directors and yeah. things. And he's also said he's briefed presidents and stuff like that. And I'm just curious. I'm just curious. And I think I've brought I brought this up on like the first the first like big round table I did with Dave and Bruce Fenton and everybody, which was like, is that like a legitimate situation? Are we talking like a scene out of Independence Day or are we talking about, yeah, you got another hundred letters from that Greer character. Oh, burn them with the rest, please. <laughs> you no, know what I mean? No, it is an absolute legit thing. Really? It is an independent type thing. Yeah. So that's what I was saying. Dr. Stephen Greer, even though he, um, even though I'm kind of mocking him and he's, he, he's mocking us. So I'm mocking him back, yeah, he's right? Crying in By all his documentaries, which pisses me because, off. Well, I mean, he's he's fleecing those who are willing to be fleeced. It's the game that they play, and I'm not saying he will never ever prove for for certain that this is true. He will always keep the evidence uh, gate kept, hmm. and uh, like a, any good cult leader, like because he is a cult leader, uh, will always defend his his future, his promise of you know, this alluring utopia that he's trying to create, his community, that you pay $4,000 and learn how to meditate with them in Florida. And then, like, some plane drops some flares off on the horizon, and he's like, oh, there it is, guys. Oh, look, oh, there we called it. Great. Welcome our star brothers. Not No extraterrestrials ever going to walk amongst them. Like, he promises. And the only reason I mock that is because he actually promises that they'll be visited and contacted by these extraterrestrials as if though he has authority and power over it. Mm. Even though the methods he does use do work, they're just not his. They've been doing those meditative practices since the 70s. There's a place called East SETI Ranch that's a competitor of his yep. that you can go to, and they have fil film and footage of UFOs flying almost nightly overhead, gray aliens in the forest, uh, um, <laughs> I believe Whitley Strieber even talked about um, seeing a manta ray type entity flying over East SETI Ranch personally. Interesting. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, I'm not saying that's impossible. No, definitely I not. Believe, no, because I also, also, I'm just saying, you'll never hear about East SETI Ranch on TV. No, you'll not never often. See History Channel, 
George Sukalos will never visit them. Dr. Stephen Greer will never recognize their existence because it's all funneled to a central um, elite panel of people who keep it the issue stagnant and they keep it inert and they don't make any progress. Right. Because the point is not to make progress. The point is to mock us for having faith in these fake false leaders who have no personal experience with it. We have no, uh, and it becomes one of these things like all it takes is these mainstream media outlets to show them and, and people forget that like, it's like, um, pop music. I said, look at the music industry. They're not talented. They're not any more talented than other musicians. Uh, the people who get famous, like famous rappers and things like that. What makes that person famous and popular? It's just repetition and it's just mainstream attention, et cetera. They, how, do these, how do these people hypnotize the masses? And it's this more and yeah, more that's of a, what we want. That's what it is. Exactly. It's an algorithm. It's oddly. That's what I'm coming to there. I mean, this is kind of a sidetrack, but just, just so I can get it out of my head. So that way I can remember uh, it's, it's kind of starting to feel a little weird to me, like almost like simulation theory in a way, but like a more spiritual look at simulation theory, like with uh, manifestation almost where like, it does feel like the same way you type something into Google and it just automatically will always give you what you're looking for or DuckDuckGo or some other, maybe more unfiltered site, but like there's an algorithm is what I'm saying. And that algorithm knows what you're into and this and that, it'll, whatever. A lot of that is, is the, the idea of how long-term these projects are, where they've already created in many ways the groundwork mm -hmm. to better hypnotize you with. A lot of that is in archetypes and in how um, ye, the, the modern philosophies of ontology, existentialism, etc., are not studied or taught in school. So they know for a fact anyone that's going through a public education system is like an infant yeah. psychologically. Right. They know this because they made it that way. And they can set shit up if, in any way they want. Like, all you need right now to be a UFO insider is former government position, uh, one or two probably never before seen but extremely like i'm saying like yeah, before um you present them like kind of rare pieces of evidence and um this the, the the basic understanding of the ufo phenomenon like in 1947 roswell happened um and the, the kennedy um might have had a ufo experience or you know like oh something happened during the 80s that you don't have to have a expert understanding of like alien abductions or uh, mass sightings, historical offense, conspiracies, secret societies, etc. In fact, the less you know about these things, the better, because then you can always be like, who knows? I'm con <laughs> I would like to know too. And that makes you more um, relatable. Right. Yeah. And the entire idea is that the questions that they keep stumbling over and refusing to answer are actually pretty easy to answer and are not in any real capacity the most advanced stuff. Um, the things that like uh, um, Richard uh, Dolan and uh, you know your your ancient aliens crowd, your Discovery Channel crowd, your 
uh, you know, mainstream history channel kind of crowd. Whenever they have a UFO show, it's always these same people oh, like yeah. Michiwakaku, uh, these rather lettered previously government employees, in many cases, gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. And But that's always been the case. And they always have the same thing like, what's the propulsion? Uh, we don't know how they can break the, the G-forces. They, they can't how are they going to be able to go through space you know it's in light years it's that would be 65 like the nearest planet or star is 13 light years away oh that means they they they, they like it's always the same elementary uh confusion and that is intentional they oh, already yeah. have answers all those questions yeah, they, they already know how it. that they just keep it going in circles and uh, you know, every episode, every season of uh, you know, what's really interesting about ancient aliens is that every episode, every season, there's incredible topics being discussed about our ancient past. And then they just send you in the little loop de loops about alien spacecrafts and stuff like that. But they just keep it. Yeah. Like you said, elementary, they just keep it right there. Actually, right. They keep you for some reason interested in the ancient past. They want your eyes on the ancient past and the stories that are back there for sure, which is because they can recreate the past. And it's not the with the past is incredible because it's even greater than the ancient aliens want to make it out to be. But if they can create, see, they have to kind of tell you the truth. And it's on the History Channel for a reason. It's not the History Channel fucking up. It's not the History Channel fucking with you. And just showing you bullshit. And they're because not they know. renegades either by doing it. You no. know, <laughs> this is mainstream stuff. They're yeah. showing you this is how every elite secret society, every real intelligent person already knows. People did not build the fucking pyramids. <laughs> the people did not do this. Really? The stones are big, stupid. And they like you look at the stones, you're like, there's no way. And then you go into like the idea of like the mud flood Tartarians. That's a whole another discussion but it is a whole other discussion but at some point it has to be the same discussion at some point it doesn't have to be now though (laughs) exactly like no i'm saying like exactly like there's a a big reason why george sukalos is worth seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, and that show has been on for about 13 years because he's doing the job people want him to do and that is hints at like they basically, I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. Right. Because yeah. aliens, real. aliens did infect our history. Aliens have affected our societies, and they kept us in the cyclical apocalypse. Exactly. He doesn't. They, like the secrets that they're holding, the implications they're holding is that every once in a while, these aliens choose who to ascend and who to destroy, hmm. which is a conversation about good and evil that mankind is not ready to have because we'd still frame it in good and evil instead of evolution and growth and, and act like in a, in a way that is more akin to agriculture mm. which is how morally and like say stoically like you would be undetached and just be like this is my crop and yay it is good and this is the fruit of the crop and the rest exactly i must retail the field and plant the crop there would grow the seeds i'm saying like the biblical aspects of it is how ancient aliens should be more biblical, not just more like, who could lift this big fucking rock? <laughs> like, right, like right. where did this big rock come from? And, you know, like, aliens must have cut it with a laser. Like, that's what they're trying to get is like caveman, like, ooh, it had to be. And they don't want you to get the implications. Like I said, it's a spiritual conversation at some point. And, they, and like I said, it has a spiritual dynamic. These mainstream people are paid 
the the top dollar to keep the spirit away from it, to keep it dry, to keep it fucking boring, to keep it kind of um, unimportant, to keep it kind of absurd. Right. Because and with without a big, the spirit, who knows? Yeah, without any real heart, without any real soul, who fucking cares if there's aliens flying around? If they don't affect you, if they don't actually have any interaction with you, mm. which is like the Stephen Greer thing. People want to. People know this is like a possibility. People want these answers. Right. His job is to keep people in the dark. Well, yeah, Stephen Greer also, in his most recent venture, was it the cosmic. It's fucking something. I don't know. I did a whole podcast on it, and I just cosmic secret. Cosmic, maybe the cosmic. I don't know. It was the, his newest one. Whatever. Uh, it was all about like attacking the other side with Elizondo and all them and shit, and saying they're all because disinfo agents and they're all blue divisive. beam. But um, what I was no, gonna... and and he's trying to go with this whole like uh, I'm a person of peace. All the extraterrestrials are peaceful. Fuck you if you disagree with me. That's exactly the irony and the hypocrisy of the modern day Stephen Greer. Yeah. You're right. No, it's this idea that like uh, UFOs are real, but fuck you if you disagree with how I think they're real. Hmm. They're not real like you think they're real. Right. And it's this weird bully pulpit where it's like, no, you're right. Like it's it, they they wanted to make it as big as a civil war internally as the red versus blue politics, the binary two party system. Where you think either uh, aliens are a mystery, and thus we have a fear of the unknown, and we have to allow the Navy to spend $22 billion a year on submarines. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying like that, that's, that's, we have to let trillions of dollars, and then the military to have these, the junta to basically, we don't have power over our society. We, we've already surrendered it up in fear of this perpetual enemy, right? Right. The enemy that doesn't exist. They want to continue that mindset. And then you have Dr. Stephen Greer, who's like also wrong. And he's saying that these aliens are all good and that only he can contact them. And thus making him a, a basically a Pope type figure, like, right. a, like a prophet, like an actual spiritual prophet, which the, the truth is understandable. If you actually search the real UFO community, it's a secret space program, but something in the middle, kind of, mm. to, to basically put it honestly. But the secret space program is never represented by any of these figures. And the secret space program actually has hundreds, if not thousands, of experiencers, whistleblowers, uh, personal like recounts, uh, investigations, uh, documentaries that have already been made to it, uh, involving it. Um, there's a lot of lore let's if you use that word lore uh history there's a lot of community there's a lot of uh information so much so that when um I, whether we get into it or not just to give you a kind of idea of it there's a british secret space program investigator and miles johnston who is now going to go through some kind of controversy but he recently lost access to his mainframe his files that he's been collecting since the early 90s right in the uk 13 terabytes of interviews 
of accounts of video evidence of uh, historical documents of you know eyewitness statements whistleblowers 13 terabytes wow. it's not a small matter of oh this is a five minute video clip that we think proves everything or this is one guy wrote one book in 50 years ago that we know is a smoke no Thir like every year since the uh, since the modern ufo community since the you know 80s and 90s whistleblowers have came forth and spoke about the government secretly working with aliens having much more knowledge about them having much more involvement with them everything from presidents making deals with extraterrestrials etc uh and none of these figures will ever be considered mainstream mm -hmm. none of them yeah it's all under the table it's all behind closed doors yep. and, and the the biggest ones are definitely controlled david wilcock oh my god uh, Smith. yeah doesn't Sarah david wilcock Smith. think he's like the reincarnation of something of someone gaia we're going to talk about gaia uh going into this more in-depth part yeah of it let's do that because it's a contention in my house right now well not even because my wife and i are both like well shit there's a couple people on gaia that i really like you know and it's it's I, my take before we get too deep, too further into it, and this is pertinent because it is this, these stories we're about to tell are filled with the characters that we're, that we wanted to get into. These are the modern day characters. So there's an, I think what I think about Gaia and I don't know how long BlackRock has owned them, but they do. I don't know because like what I see in society and I've brought this a million times up on the podcast is this, there's natural, there's true, there's goodness. And then there's always the mimicry laid out on top of it. And I've mentioned that a bunch of times. That's always what they do because they cannot create. They always leech off of us in whatever, in so many different forms. It feels like that again here. You know what I mean? Where, I don't know. I like maybe they just maybe maybe they just infiltrated Gaia and and they have a bunch of talking heads in there, but then there's good people in there still running their shows, not aware that because like I'm sorry, I'm a, I'm a very psychedelic person. So like when we talk about like CE5, there's a very legitimate situation going on there with whatever's going on in our spiritual centers and all that kind of shit and what we can definitely access and what's going on gaia talks all about these realms and that and yep. there's a lot of good shit on there that is provable and like new science is measuring frequencies and, and different like changes in your wrong. brains and stuff like that information, information is not bad not right no the information is a hundred percent right well, but not if, always. Uh, can we really? We can't go that CIA far. Read you the encyclopedia. Yeah. You gotta assume the CIA agent doesn't have. He's like he can read you the encyclopedia. That he's just reading you facts. That person themselves may have an ulterior motive and maybe can. Maybe he's actually while they're talking to you, and the reason for Gaia itself may be more sinister than exists. And yes, it's a. It is meant to educate and, enter and entertain at the same time. So I understand. I'm not speaking about the quality of it no. or the information. It also harvests data. And when you watch it, it watches you. Yeah. And it, it's able to collect and, and the pulse of society, the zeitgeist. And it's their way of saying, like I said, 
they can't hide this information, at least not forever, right? And as long as it's un- and it's not unpopular, there are millions of people waking up. The Starseed Ascension, the Starseed Awakening, and the CIA has un- declass- or declassified the uh, documents for how these stargate program works how to astral uh, project how to remote view how to basically walk through walls and they've declassed this this is should be public knowledge and well, so well, yeah, is, but of course we 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 take it as we take it as uh, dramatic foia releases we got mm-hmm. our we the people took our information back from the government they fucking handed it to you they were waiting well, for you to ask for them Men Who Stare at Goats tells you everything because it's, it's yes, both the George Clooney movie, but also the idea of the Men Who Stare at Goats. Yeah. When they created the first Earth Battalion, that guy did not want to hide it. He thought this was how America and the world should be oriented and aligned. But he was able to come up with that with a military edu- uh, programming, with a boot camp, bro- a conservative America he was like, let me just open up a fucking book and look at what people are saying. Hey, you know, we should know martial arts. We should know how to be involved with chi kuang chakras and stuff. And he was just a man being like, no, I'm, I'm absolutely right. And everyone knew that this was oh, the future. The- Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Future is this first Earth Battalion type mindset where it's, it's this return to this, you can call it Native American, you can call it Aboriginal, you can call it Enlightened, Far Eastern, you can call it Buddhist, you, Hindu, mankind will enlighten, right? Exactly. Yeah. And we're reaching a time in our society and our community where we're becoming more investigative to ourselves and inward and awakened to the outward. And we're as soon a as we crescendo. Make, as soon we're and they can't stop that they right. can gatekeep the fuck they can out of gatekeep it, and then they can like carry it like if, if we if they allow yeah. if we allow them to let them carry us through this they're going to still get their outcomes like yeah. i'll point out david wilcock, david wilcock is <laughs> wrong but he talks about how the secret space program exists mm-hmm. he is not wrong how he talks about how they use psychic human beings to communicate with extraterrestrials during these top secret space program type actions. There's hollow earth and there's us. He is wrong though, because he hasn't personally ever experienced it himself. He is lying to people when he does that. And he has a lot of tells and he is absolutely like a PT Barnum type figure in this world, trying merely to profit from the real joy and humanity and like uh actual like you know people like who are his talent but he's like a pt barnum person who would who actually looks down on his own co-workers and has been recently scandalized in the last year or two uh, uh for being recorded talking about how he thinks people who are longtime contributors are actually only crazy people and that he wants to actually encourage their 
psychosis or their schizophrenia to create more entertaining stories. He doesn't have a investment in the reality of the situation as so much that he does that like tie-dye shirts sell. <laughs> and so he's going to try to sell as many tie-dye shirts. He doesn't, it's like he has that mentality hmm. that shines through. And if you start seeing through the bullshit, which is, it's not the message. The message is true. But if you start seeing who he is on the inside, start looking into his eyes, start looking at behind the scenes. David Wilcock is very, um, very toxic. He's very, yeah. there's a reason why he's the leader because when people start looking at it organically, right? When they're like, I like Gaia, I like the information, I should look up to this guy. They're going to look up to like a Gordon Gecko, Wolf of Wall Street type person. And if they start really allowing him to emulate, inspire them, and influence them, this is who these people become. And this is why you have things like, and he's done that on purpose. The entire community he serves are these people who sell like crystals. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's this weird idea. Like that's a, that's a world that has millions of people in it. And that's becoming larger and more uh, mainstream. There's traction gaining from it. Mm-hmm. But the only time you see it is when there's this dollar sign attached to it. When people are like, we can make money off this. Right, right. Because but again, it's, real. it's still the information. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's still the information. If, it's still real. Why do you have to pay $100 a month for an exclusive yoga? And, and that's, a, that's a cheap price. Like Yoga works. Anyone can do yoga. Yoga should be free to the masses, and it is healthy for you. Yeah, I hate but this these, idea of spirituality. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yoga studio. That's your David Wilcock. Uh, and he has this crew of other profiteers who are just exploiting the new age movement as it can. It's not new age anymore. It's been around since the seventies, right? It wasn't new age. Then it was just regurgitating (laughs) ancient ideas, you know, ancient ideas. Exactly. And you have people like Sarah, Rachel Adams, you have people like, uh, Emory Smith, et cetera, that are making lots of money, basically selling people bullshit and not the, the information is right their own experiences, their own lives, their own importance is completely false. Exactly. Like Emory Smith, uh, I know you don't know him. I did. Uh, I, lo- I looked him up. I knew I didn't know him by name, but as soon as I saw his fa- as soon as I saw his face, I'm like, oh, this guy. Guy a host. Yeah. He's like, like big, big time guy a host. <laughs> Sometimes exclusively with David Wilcock, hmm. you know, and then they kind of work. He also interviews a lot of people. Um, he his ex fiance recently outed him, and basically exposed him for being just a fraud. Yeah, a very flaky. Um, and I know people have like it's a substance abuse issues, etc. They want to come and defend them, a targeted individual. But the point is, the picture she painted was someone who was he knew they were being fraudulent, who knew they were leading people on, who were exploiting uh, people who were. Uh, themselves dealing and struggling with their own experiences in this very confusing world but providing false hope and he was remorseless he had no regret he spent the money he made on drugs and on rental properties etc uh as and and people wouldn't realize this that the dual nature of these people Mm. is they can offer you you know they can say they understand. They can say they're a part of it. They can say they're with you. Mm-hmm. 
but it's all basically to, you know, um, take from you the loosh, take from you that energy, right? That real energy. That basically, yeah, it becomes this like, why do you think Gaia is owned by BlackRock? Right. Because BlackRock can use Gaia to get that energy from all these good-hearted people. Yeah, exactly. Who would otherwise be able to give that good energy to other good people and build them up. And if they have to control the playing field. Right. And, and, and they want to make all the black and white chess pieces black. So all the white pieces are just black pieces with white paint coats. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, it's like there is no two sides. It's just one big side. That's the that's the the monolith. That's the the octopus. It's all different arms for the octopus. Let's zone in for us. One of these arms. Let's zone that's in. It. Let's just zone in real quick here with um, the idea like that straight up the information that they're sharing all over Gaia is true. It's just the personalities that are the problem. I would go a little step further than that and say that it's not necessarily their own profiteering. It's also that, and this is something that most of us, if not all of us are just guilty of naturally, we personalize things and we humanize things as a culture, as a species, we humanize the shit out of nature. And we also personalize our experiences with, the divine, the phenomenon, the psychedelic experience, whatever you want to call CE5, all these different spectrums that are kind of leading to this unnameable, undescribable experience, basically. You come back and you humanize it and you personalize it in your own way and you get it out there, right? So I think... It's, I don't know, it's interesting because you look at Gaia and you look at some of the hosts, uh, like um, Open Minds, for instance, seems to be a very uh, open to having a lot of different people on, but stays away from the fear mongering constantly. She doesn't even want to talk about any of the, consp- like the Illuminati stuff. She's, she's like completely aware of it. All the evil crap doesn't want to go into it. Focus, how can we get better? How can we improve that, ourselves? Uh, Regi- Rachel Adams' the show? No, that's, Regi- that's Regina Meredith. Regina Meredith. And Sorry honestly, yeah. like, God, I hope she's not evil somewhere deep. You know what I mean? Because like, I, I think she's a great interviewer and I think she's very level-headed. She's very open-minded, even more so than I am in some cases. I think that's but... a weird thing too. No, you're absolutely right. And there are... Hey, that, these people a... are also like, especially Regina is doing podcasts railing against the vaccine. And talking about better ways to handle yourself and your health, your own health. And we all know that these people are all part of the same group of the the same agenda is going on. So, you know what I mean? So, so we could, we're not going to go down this path necessarily, but like we can get into like the connection for like channelers that are in the UFO realm, at least maybe not the direct UFO community, but on the outskirts is the channeling community. And a lot of them are now pushing vaccine suggestions on their millions of followers. It's like, well, that yep. doesn't really sound like an intergalactic ethereal group of beings. That doesn't now that, that sounds more like, you know, these people, <laughs> you know? Right. You're absolutely right. And there is, I guess, so the, the channelers, exactly. That, that's a whole community. I know I went there. to a, have- a lot of different places there, but 
they, I'm saying that's a, that's an even more obscure community, but a community that's very strong and pronounced anyway. And all these communities are strong and pronounced in their own way. Yeah, um, I'm saying they have like hundreds of like internationally, channelers are extremely respected. And oh, I say yeah. like, you're right, and they all have their different spectrums where you have your your obviously fake, you know, and then you have your obviously very real like Bashar. Bashar is like he's a creepy. badass. It's pretty creepy. Yeah. Some of the shit he's. Oh, how's it going? I am raw. I'm raw. How's it going? You're like, you're like, there is no way this guy is making. I know it sounds weird, but you're like, when you actually watch enough Bashar videos, you're like, holy shit. And yeah, I started actually. Oh, yeah. kind of, it's of it. weird. Can you start actually practicing it? Like you said, no, like the Gaia thing. I don't watch Gaia as much because of the David Wilcock fiasco a couple years ago, but when it came out, I was all for it. Mm-hmm. Yes, like a Netflix for us, for people like you know who have these interests, and then I realized they—it's one of the comp- competitors of the ancient aliens world. It's trying to siphon money from that clique, which is not involved with Gaia, but it, it includes the meditation, the actual practice of it. Uh, these people form little cliques, and those cliques become um, the gatekeepers. Yes. And like I said, just to focus on the Gaia people. Not everyone is equal inside the clique. People are kind of exactly some people can be avoided. I'm not going to say without for certain, but I know for certain though that Emory Smith and Sarah Rachel Adams, David Wilcock, uh, were, were are the toxic trio. They're That's all the groomed. Toxic trio. Totally groomed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Sarah Rachel Adams helped kill Max Spears really? in a weird. Uh, okay, so uh, you know who Max Spears is, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm familiar with Max Spears. But the, tell, the, tell us, tell the audience more about him because I will butcher it. <laughs> okay, so but he's kind of. Yeah, well, let me say, let me get my uh, recording position for everything. For so to kind of put a long story short for who Max Spears is, and this kind of uh, uh, giving a lot of window for what we're going to be speaking about. Starting around 2012, circa 2012, the Super Soldier Program. I became aware of it. I'm not saying it started then, but that's when I became aware of it. And I have my uh, finger basically knuckle deep inside the pulse of like weird shit. <laughs> right. I, I was one of those people who regard, I say like regardless of if I was at this time aware of my own personal experiences or not, I was very much on the edge of a lot of weird shit, right? So I was very aware of the Secret Space Program, the MK Ultra phenomenon, etc. Um, around this time, and figures started coming out of the woodwork. Like I said, bases is where most of this came from for me. It was this UK slash international. It is it's originally in the UK, but it's uh, at this time was was headquartered in Las Vegas. Like, so basically it had these conventions that were going around America and speaking to people in these big groups about the, the, uh, the super soldier program, the secret uh, space programs, and these figures had personal experiences. They were whistleblowers, three of them that were standing out <clears throat> that were basically under Miles Johnston's basis banner, right? Were Sarah Rachel Adams, Thomas Casbolt, and Max Spears. Thomas Gasbolt goes by Michael Prince. He has two names, and and um, I'll be calling him Michael Prince. Uh, and so that's how he's like. Uh, I should call him that originally, Michael Prince. But he, if you look him up, he has two names, so it's kind of like weird. <laughs> so it's Michael Prince, and and 
Michael Prince is British. Sarah Rachel Adams was from Dallas, Texas, and I'm from Texas. This is where it starts getting kind of, you know, I'm saying like it. The it's a small world, and 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 at this time, <laughs> I'm saying like it's one of those things where you start picking up on um, how close, even though you're the you know you were worlds away, you know how close to home things really kind of go because. Um, and Max Spears. Max Spears was Canadian but British. Uh, Michael Prince and Max Spears both served in the U.S. Army, uh, apparently in the secret space program as well, under Project Ibis since their childhood. They were clones, and they were raised specifically to fight in, um, I believe, one was the Dark Fleet, and the other one was um, the Earth Alliance and Solar Warden, and they... Uh, Michael Prince piloted UFOs. Sarah Rachel Adams also was in the secret space program. Um, she ha has experiences where she reports around this time, 2012 to about 2013, is when they started doing all these talks, all these conventions, all these interviews, right? About how when she was younger, she was a psychic, and they would, on the astral realm, she would go and basically blow up UFOs with her soul. Um, and that she was multidimensional and that her powers were more like as a medic and a healer type, but on a spiritual level and that they were all involved as children together. And as they grew up, they refound each other and were giving these, these conferences. This is how deep the fucking rabbit hole goes 10 years ago. That's that like 10, 10 years ago. That, so you've had 10 years of progress as we know, um, long story short, over multiple years and many different interviews, Michael Prince went to jail for threatening his Rothschild ex-wife for kidnapping their son, which he said would then lead him to be abused and go through the rituals of becoming a Dark Fleet super soldier, Rothschild Pendragon breeder uh, for the new Third Reich. This is he went to, he went to jail for this. That's like he he. This is exactly. The, as I like, he, he threatened his wife. And I believe that he was set up. I believe that his wife was a Rothschild who used her connections to throw him in jail, right? I mean, you can't beat the system, especially when it's like, I mean, he's talking just so openly about this. And yeah, he was married to a Rothschild. Uh, if he was a nobody, like they keep saying he was, how was he married to a super rich woman? Like, he's like, listen, if they keep saying I'm a crazy nobody, how am I, I'm fucking dating a Roth, I'm married to a Rothschild, like, right. they used my my sperm to knock, but he'd also would go online and um, very aggressively court women, and they said that was sexual harassment, where he would just basically said he was going to knock them up. Um, oh, Jesus. So, I mean, it's spectrums. Max Spears died after investigating Michael Aquino, Michael, he, he bit off a lot more than maybe some say he could chew. Michael Aquino being the lead dark sorcerer type element of the United States, you know, military mm -hmm. um, secret society type machine um, currently, you know. And I think that um, what happened was involved with the, the whole case reading. People can read it for themselves. He went to Poland to help meet insiders in, in this world. They performed some kind of ritual and ceremony to detox him, and he ended up dying after vomiting liters of a black fluid 
which is basically black goo, right. which this is something that when you start investigating is indicative of secret space program experience, veterancy, and reality. It's they, they infuse you with the black goo, and it's very much like Venom from the Venom movie. It's this black symbiotic thing that lives inside you, and basically, uh, you know, the detoxing of that killed him. It, it, it basically killed him, and uh, his body was uh, kept, you know, in Poland for a number of days, and they didn't want to give it back to his mother in England, and there's this whole thing. Sarah Rachel Adams at the time was his girlfriend. If we're led to believe those stories, apparently he had blocked her for six months and had no contact with her. But during the 2012 to 2000, I want to say he died in 2015, uh, they were dating. They were romantically involved. She was actually fucking, I think, Michael Prince, too. Uh, they, they was very three-way vibes. Hmm. They, if you look at the photos, you look at the pictures, it's very much she's a beta sex kid, right? <laughs> and if you look at her now, she's gotten cosmetic surgery, lip injections, fake tits. Uh, I was saying, like, if you look at Sarah Rachel Adams, you can tell that she is beta sex kitten programmed uh, to hell and back. She is completely controlled. Uh, via the access to plastic surgery, drugs, money, etc. Now, she, her image is of a cosmic healer, <laughs> of an uh, interviewer, and of someone who wants the best for the world and wants to, like, you know, totally return people back to this, like, align their chakras and right. open up their, 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 their gateways and shit, like, allow this healing to happen. It's, it's, a shadow of its former self. She doesn't talk about her experiences. Mm -hmm. She doesn't talk about uh, her involvement with Max Spears, her involvement with bases, her involvement with Michael Prince. She doesn't talk about anything like she used to. Mm -hmm. And if you watch her now on Gaia, it's like a totally different person wow. within 10 years. And I know 10 years changes a person. I know you talk to someone I only knew 10 years ago, they wouldn't recognize me now. Right, right. Well, I'm curious, do you know when they became Gaia TV or Gaia Incorporated? Or was it always Gaia Incorporated, but the television program was Gaium? Because at one point it was G-A-I-M and it wasn't mm -hmm. just Gaia. And eventually they dropped the M and they got a shitload more funding. I'm wondering, I haven't looked into it enough. I'll have to reach out to a good researcher friend about this too, that like, I wonder if BlackRock took over at a certain point or these people got their hands into it at a certain point. You know what I mean? They could have, they could have just put more interest into it and kind of uh, fixed like their earlier attempt, kind of gone back to the books, back to the drawing bird as it were. Mm -hmm. A lot of things, um, <clears throat> there's a reason why it didn't shut down and they kind of rebranded it and re re relaunched it. Right. Probably under new management. And then it was all over because... everybody's social media advertising. It was everywhere. It was all, all the YouTube videos. Every YouTube video I clicked had a Gaia TV sponsor. Yep. And I'd say, when it happened, I was super excited. I was like, yeah. You know, and then <laughs> yeah. I started looking into it more. And I was like, wait a minute. Because at the time, I didn't get it. Like, I didn't get Netflix was controlled up until like 2016, 2017. Mm -hmm. As I'm saying, like, I didn't get these, th I wasn't in that frame of mind. Right. I was like, like, now that I'm a more suspicious and aware person, and there was never really one point for it, it's just that you eventually do become that. Right. You're like, 
how do these channels and platforms network? How do they cooperate? How do they get their lawyers? How do they get their agents? What does it take to actually have a network and a brand and channel? Uh, there's a reason why David Wilcock bought a $3 million house. Right. Who's doing his accounting? Yeah. What, where is he doing? It's like, where, like, who's controlling his revenue streams, merchandising. Uh, it's like, that's, that's more than just one man can do. Right. Absolutely. And it's not like you just say, I made a company, everyone get to work and just make people make your dream happen. This is a highly concerted and, uh, involved you know like i said it has to have bigger forces behind it there has to be a bigger agenda behind it hey real and quick it's not what who does david wilcock think he is the reincarnation of i want to say uh raw let me look it up is it Hold raw straight up the sun god yep I want to say David Wilcock thinks he's one of the uh, major uh, gods of Egypt. So David Wilcock uh, reincarnated. Hmm. Oh, he thinks he's Edgar Casey. Sorry. He thinks he's Edgar Casey. I don't know what would yeah, be weirder. Casey. What's weirder? I also want to think he, he thinks he's Rob. I don't know. Let me look it up. Because I know. If he's saying he's Edgar Casey, then he's in some way saying he's uh, Hermes Trismegistus. What did Casey claim to be Hermes? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Well, so the idea of Hermes Trismegistus and Edgar Casey, yeah, he's any prophet or seer, and he, he's him? anyone who has access to the Akashic records. Oh, okay, and okay, okay. So we're not thinking of him as a singular being, more of a title. Okay, David Wilcock is trying to presume himself to be as a, a actual Toss. seer, like yeah. someone who has that divine sight. Right. But, you know... He ain't! You no, know, he ain't. And that's what I'm saying. He, it's this idea that his credentials, his credentials are only his own. Like, he just says he can do these things. Right. No one has any real recollection or a bit for him, you know, in the astral plane. He's not connected to a military program. He's not connected to any, like, there's no people who are like, yeah, David Wilcock is badass. You know, like, I was there in the trenches, you know, talking to the aliens with, no, he's just this guy who comes down and goes, I talked to aliens tonight. And they were like, yeah, well, how was it? And they're like, and they were like oh, yeah, it's like this. And then Joe, they told me to tell you this. And Yeah, dude, like, I remember fun. I used to watch Ancient Aliens constantly. In fact, like, even after I kind of knew it was full of shit, it was just like, well, I can still gain a lot of cool shit about ancient history out of this, even though they fill in the answer as aliens every time. I don't have to, you know, so I got a lot out of it. But David Wilcock was never the star of any of those episodes. He was like, to me, he was like the up and comer and no one, I mean, he was, he just had his voice there. He was just kind of saying what everybody else was saying. You know what I mean? To me, he was just another David Childress. He was not accepted into the George Sukolos clique. So he basically (laughs) made his own. And there's a reason I think that there, so if you look at the quote-unquote talent, or at least the quote-unquote exper- like legitimacy, mm-hmm. the ancient aliens, George Sukolos people, is like the more mainstream, less uh, controversial. You know, like, it's one thing to say the ancient aliens built the pyramids. 
It's another <laughs> to say you're the reincarnation of Edgar Casey, mm. And there's a huge ego battle between that. And there's a reason I don't think David Wilcox is in a lot of the latest episodes because they very definitely have diverged. Yeah. They have broke apart. And it becomes something, like you said, they're trying to create these binaries, these camps, and he's, he's like um, tribes. And I think it's no coincidence that David Wilcock was given Emory Smith and Sarah Rachel Adams to do it because both of those are MK Ultra um, advocates. Hmm. They're the ones who believe and will tell you that brainwashing exists, that hypnosis exists, that um, spiritual battles are occurring, especially Sarah Rachel Adams' old stuff and Emory Smith's old stuff. They were very much like militant in regards to human like uh, uh, consciousness and human awareness disclosure. They were very much like it's of life and death importance. Hmm. But once they got attached to David Wilcock, Sarah Rachel Adams is not like she does not want to talk about uh, like I said, evil or or, or evil aliens or evil soul things or, or a dark side anymore. It's all positive. It's all light. It's all like, hey, even though it's ironic because Max Spears, her lover, was killed during a you know, like by these dark while in these dark conflicts, she doesn't even bring up the fact that he was ever even alive. Mm-hmm. As I like this, that everything Max Spears stood for, who was like a legitimate, well-respected researcher, she has distanced herself from. That's why it's very suspicious. Yeah, it feels. A, Emory it sounds a little. Uh, man- as a guy who was like, I'm going to go to Antarctica. I have this military experience. I'm like an ex-spy or something, right? Like he has like his uh, uh, military background, special forces background. He's going to go with these volunteers to Antarctica. They're going to go to the pyramids in Antarctica. They're going to figure out what's going on for themselves. For Gaia TV, they're going to bring back the... Uh, the, the answers. Stuff. Yeah, they're going to bring back the, the footage. You know, it's going to be awesome. People gave him... like People will fund these projects of his. He won't deliver. He'll spend three months in the desert fucked up out of his mind. And then like <laughs> come too. back... Well, I mean, come back to society and be like, man, it was crazy. I had to like, I had to like hide from these helicopters and they were like coming to get me. And like, uh, man, they, they did. They caught me and threw me under a deep uh, underground military prison. And then, you know, I got out though. I escaped. Yeah, he'll yeah, have here like, I weird... am to talk to you about it. No problem at all. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or he's there to bully and to gatekeep other people as they appear on Gaia um, and kind of like uh, it's weird to see the the, the facial um, tells and the eye the eye intentions when they're interviewing people like um, um, Colonel Kramer mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 I want to say that's his name Colonel Kramer or Tony Rodriguez when Tony Rodriguez when these insiders come in yeah. And they speak about their experience on Mars in this 20 year and back program and, and the, you know, IDF uh, or the Solar Warden or Dark Fleet. And these, you realize that Emory Smith, David Wilcott, Corey Good to some, some level, but Corey Good distanced himself 
but everyone involved in these this interviewing process is meant to kind of um you know um uh filter and assimilate and like 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 kind of gauge where other information is coming from and they kind of like you know vet or the kind of uh background check or kind of like you know control the narrative in that way and that you know they have editorial control so what you see isn't really everything that was said right. and and they control the questions in such a way as to produce the answers that they want a big thing for me was when i started noticing all this especially in this community because you want to believe everything you're just happy to hear any information that was the uh, that's the, the problem for a lot of people when you wake up well, well two different problems one when people newly wake up to some of this shit they're extremely vulnerable they don't know what to believe and who not to believe you know what i mean and exactly. otherwise is well our generation that was kind of like hoping for this kind of stuff like me from the psychedelic angle was like yes this is like out there but it's like yeah. oh but who's Who's making the moves and who's controlling? Well, it's like Joe Rogan, it, it becomes exactly like Joe Rogan. Look, for, Joe's message is out there everywhere. Well, hmm. for years I was like, because you know I'm I, I'm human, just like everyone else. Yeah, yeah. I have a life cycle <laughs> where maturity brings enlightenment and knowledge, and I was a dumb kid like everyone else, right? And, <laughs> we all and, wanted to know. I'm like Thirty-four right now, so I'm like, when I say ten years ago, um, I graduated college in two thousand nine. Right. Like I was very much just wanted a suburban house with a nice job and like a, a picket fence and a wife and two kids. I didn't want to even like rock the boat or do anything weird. Um, as time goes on, like I, said, I joined the Navy, et cetera. Uh, I was always a like the outsider kind of edge lord kid that always kind of like motivated me to seek out these things. But when you hear Joe Rogan, it's like, yeah, DMT is awesome. I also did. I also did shrooms like, yeah, I also yeah. like <laughs> And but he was very different ten years ago. He was like the moon landing didn't happen, and right. and like right. you know like Bigfoot's real and shit. Now he's not. Now he's like there's no Bigfoot's not real. Everyone who believes in Bigfoot's a fucking retard. Yeah. Uh, the now moon he's landing. Like, oh, I've I've grown up, you know, guys. You know, you know, to whoever he's talking about, he he puts it down so viciously. And it's funny when yeah, Eddie I Bravo can, I, gets anywhere near him because he just makes fun of him the whole time for it, calls him out. <laughs> bring that shit up jamie yeah <laughs> uh, i love eddie bravo i think i think eddie bravo is badass uh i think that it, he's the only thing watchable at this point besides when alex jones goes on there but alex jones too is this totally fucking controlled information it's just you know you gotta love a clown and you know i say like, i love a clown just like everyone else does and he's my favorite one yeah. and <laughs> but joe i say like the idea of these mainstream gatekeepers, like 10 years ago, you could have trusted Joe Rogan. You wouldn't be dumb for doing so. He was very much like a people's champion where you're like, you don't get it. He's telling it like it is. He's giving the people the real scoop and like he's the real journalist. Now, you know, now he's just a shill. Like now, you know, he's making $250 million from Spotify. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he's only making that money because he's a shill. You can see the bullshit for what it is. In a smaller world, you can't see the bullshit because it's not as bright. They right. say it's not as it's not a, there's not a mountain of it. it doesn't stink so when you watch like, uh, in case you it was no it was Edge of Wonder, hmm. the Edge of Wonder program, it was David Wilcox's uh, attempt at creating a YouTube paranormal uh, interview or not paranormal but a, a uh, disclosure 
interview niche third party thing that he would control right he he casted two individuals which they would act like conspiracy theorists right yeah um they were not conspiracy theorists you can link you can link in them you can look at their instagram they were actors who had no connection to the truth movement but then one of them is i'm looking you know like one's a nerd and the other one's kind of like the cool guy but then you know they they start interviewing people like Laura Eisenhower. Right, yeah. David I don't Obama. like her inclusion in any of this at all and what she has to say. It's really really bothersome. Corey good. They yeah, start interviewing Corey yeah. good. They start interviewing Emory Smith. They start interviewing people from Antarctica. Uh Dave Polites, things like that and you're like, "Who are these two people?" And how like 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 I run a like now I cuz I didn't run a podcast back then. They they eventually got their show Deplatformed really? overnight, just within a blink, hmm. because of uh, their calling out of the the Q and the coronavirus thing, which I think was just karma. Like I think that it's one of those things where it's hilarious. But then you you do your your backtrack on them, you know. It kind of got me interested in investigating them and stuff, and I realized they were fake. That none of it was real. They were they were they were a studio job from the very beginning. They um, this goes into like YouTube channels. When a YouTube channel like me or you is authentic, you can tell immediately because the production value sucks so much because <laughs> yeah. it's so hard, it's so clumsy, and they're, they're not good at it. We make mistakes. You can tell when a YouTube channel has more than ten people work on it. Yeah. Definitely. From a sound editor to a video guy to a special effects man to the guy who does the lighting, you tell it's a green screen job. He's like, you can tell it, there's some expertise behind it, a production value. Yeah, and I will say that like a lot of us podcasters could totally pull a lot of that shit off, and occasionally we do here and there do some stuff like that. Yet we can't do it every goddamn time, and it's just like you see those channels that are clearly like funded, and you have people behind you working, and it's like, damn, okay. This is yep. this is going to get a whole different level of attention than our community because of that. Does. And that's why I said David Wilcock tried this. Well, he was, and you see where I said a lot of it is because he's so bad at it. That's why it's so visible. Oh, it's so it's because bad. it's such a clumsy, heavy-handed thing where he's like, "Oh, let me just make this seemingly grassroots like um, thing," but it's it, it it's like. It it's a weird experience while watching it because you you wanted to believe that this was real, that this was uh, available and and an option for everybody to kind of like get behind. But then you realize it was as artificial and commercial as BuzzFeed right. or like HuffPost mm. or like you know like any of these mainstream things. It's like how did they get Laura Eisenhower to agree to be on the show? How did they get these insiders? Because these insiders make the rounds. They themselves are connected to these different studios and these different channels um, to constantly be invited on and to give the same story right. and to give the same, um, the same dog and pony show. As an overall, our conversation was going to be about these figures and why you shouldn't like I said, you should listen to them because what they have to say is right not always i can't say i can't i can't agree a hundred percent of the time that they're right you know what i mean like think about skepticism no you're right you know, like, contradicts each other like for instance it's not who they are right they are exactly a person 
Like, and and it, as a person of playing a part, they mm-hmm. are portraying this information to control it somehow. Right, like they're said, you, twisting it in the way they want yeah. it to be twisted, and they add lines in. You know, just like think about Bob Lazar, right? His mm-hmm. story is again, it's that revelation of method because he's telling you what they do. You just don't realize at first that he's kind of part of it. So he tells you that they throw bullshit, crazy stuff into the documents he was reading alongside very sound, scientific, clearly obvious truth that they were telling him, but they throw in ridiculous sci-fi, crazy stuff in there. So they do the same to us. Absolutely. You look at Paul Bazaar and you look at his narrative and he's, he's not telling you anything besides a very small piece of a puzzle and people think that that piece of a puzzle is a smoking gun and they're willing to debate. And like you have Jeremy Corbell, who if he was wanting to put his money to a good use, mm. there are many different people to speak to. There are many different things to speak about. If he was going to make a documentary, why did he focus on someone whose glory days were 30 years ago? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the 2017 documentary that came out that kind of revitalized the whole oh, yeah. thing. And the reason why he was on the Joe Rogan podcast and the reason why he did all these major Everything tours. Everything gets refaced and pushed back out. The story didn't even change. He saw the S4 complex, the sport model, read the brochure thing. Then he then he quit, and then they chased him around, and then they, they fucked up his life and erased his files, mm-hmm. etc. That story was 30 years old. Right. It didn't prove shit back then. It didn't prove shit now. Nope. And the whole reason behind Bob Lazar being hyped up is because exactly there's no reason for it. There are hundreds of people who worked at Area 51 to tell their story, who worked at other uh, top secret military bases who tell their stories. Um, he doesn't have any evidence. He doesn't have any kind of like hard smoking gun. Like that. Why is he allowed to be in front of America's eye. It's because they know it's toothless. They know it's a nothing burger. Right, exactly. And Jeremy Corbell with his uh, fucking uh, narc beard and shit <laughs> and his fucking... I say like, uh, you it's look at him and you're hair. like, I wouldn't sell... Like, uh, exactly, like... Uh, like He's selling he pineapples on a beach somewhere. That's all I can take him seriously for. But, but hey, listen, Michael, we're running really short on time. I didn't want to cut it off too soon because I know we are having a great conversation. We got to do oh, no, this. Absolutely. We could definitely but do yeah. this again sometime, man, for sure. No, I just kind of want to reiterate that point is when you see someone on the mainstream TV, when you see them getting documentaries made on Netflix, when you see them getting like Tucker Carlson mm. is now saying that he's an expert on UFOs right, right. and he's going to be a real conspiracy investigator. So when Tucker Carlson, <laughs> the you know, when you got to think that Alex Jones Infowars, you know, he's not, he's not running those cameras himself. He's not hiring the ad. That's, that's a big operation. Who's mm. keeping these people who are dangerous insiders or have this disclosure or this, uh, you know, this this controversial information, how controversial can they really be? Right, right. When when they're the ones who exactly the that they're the they're the ones that, that are getting literally prime time uh, spots and, and funding and everything, it's because it, that is like you want to look away from that. You wanna go into the more obscure, you wanna go into the more real and authentic. The truth is there. 
the truth is out there. It, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's not going to be on mainstream TV. It's not going to be on Netflix. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, tell them again where they can find you, Michael. Oh, exactly. It's been a blast. I absolutely appreciate being on. Thank you very much. Deep share podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, you can man. find Thank the you for coming on. Sorry, go ahead. On uh, <laughs> YouTube for while the time lasts. Uh, hopefully the YouTube channel is not deplatformed anytime soon. But in case it is, Library, Odyssey, um, Instagram, TikTok, um, you know, check out the podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, Anchor. There's like 15 different distributors. So, you know, have fun looking out uh, for each one. I was like, collect them all, uh, Google Foo them all. And uh, it's like, tell me how many there are because I'm finding new ones every day. Oh, Whenever I go, whenever I look on, I say I find I find my directories. I don't even remember putting them on, and that's the RSS feed magic for you, right? Uh, it's like and, and so all, most of my content's for free. But if you want to find the exclusive content or have direct uh, messaging access, check out my Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Beyond Top Secret Texan. But definitely check out the Instagram. Uh, it's my flagship social media. You can contact me there, etc uh you know check out the memes the daily posts check out the updates uh new updates new episode releases etc but yeah definitely check me out um any way you can podcast youtube instagram tiktok whatever it's all beyond top secret texan i streamlined it for you guys so beyond top secret texan love to have you guys on board uh join me for the wild ride so yeah thank you very much hell yeah man cool dude thank you so much for coming on i mean this was great we should definitely do some more work together dude so everybody, check out his shit. All right, have a good night, dude. All right, man. Later up. Peace. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Deep Share Podcast. If you want to hear more, then hit that subscribe button. Follow me on all the social places. And remember, think for yourself, but don't always believe what you think. Till next time. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, that's Enough, I get the point. <laughs> you meddle with the primal forces of nature. <laughs> and you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know, and if someone else knows, okay? <laughs> <laughs>